17 minutes it is uh, before 8 p.m. You tuned into Metro FM Talk with me, Ayabonga Kawe. We now will take a look at uh, the big stories in the world of business uh, that uh, are moving markets on this Tuesday. Joining me to uh, unpack these is investment analyst at Mergence Investment Managers, Nolwandle Mtombeni. Nolwandle, good evening to you, Siswam Gunjan. I'm good, thank you. Nolwandle, let's start off here. I mean, uh, we picked up this story earlier on uh, in the week. Uh, about, uh, I guess, uh, the uh, worse than expected performance of uh, ShopRite's uh, uh, supermarkets uh, across the continent, uh, outside of South Africa, and in particular, how they took a hit on the back of currency devaluations and uh, uh, some risk events, especially in the Nigeria market. Uh, and it seems now that they're mulling over, uh, I guess, uh, closing some of those stores uh, in uh, a much-needed, um, I guess, a rejig and a restructuring of uh, their continental operations. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I saw the comments that were made. Um, partly, I think they were more to ease um, investors because, mm. you know, the you know the hardships of, of Africa are part and parcel of um, operating business in yeah. Africa. This is nothing new. Mm. Um, I was actually, you know, at a at a conference where I got to speak to a a a a, a member of a listed company and they entered the African region just today. And basically, I was just kind of trying to get a sense of, you know, what are their biggest operational problems? And, you know, they have a lot of, a lot of exposure to Nigeria, but mm. even those problems with Nigeria are no longer on the top of the list. Wow. And my point is that, you know, it's, it's, it's a cyclical element of being an African country. Sure, sure. And you cannot just say, oh, well, it's hard, and then you pull out. Angola is, for example, is one of the biggest um, countries in the African portfolio for ShopRite. Mm. And it's been obviously the, the main detractor into the performance with the devaluation of the Angolan currency. And, you know, you know, Angola, what it's gone through, they literally had, I think, the, the, the change in the government was around two years ago. I mean, if I got my, my date correct. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, there's ago. a big overhaul where they even removed Isabel de Santos. If mm. you know her, she's actually the biggest billionaire, you know, billionaire. And the daughter of, of the state former president. Outcome. Exactly. Yeah. As a sign of rooting out corruption, having a cleaner government and a sweep. Um, because, as you know, that the Nigerian economy is 90% all exports. Mm. So, you know, it, it, it's, Nigeria had the very same story in terms of the dependence on the on oil as part of the GDP, and we saw, you know, you know, a lot of corporate um, hardships going through and headwinds going through for companies that are in Nigeria. And today, we're not speaking about those anymore. Mm. You know, we, they're not at the top of the topics. So I think for Shoprite, I mean, there was a time where every other country, like I think was was of Truids, they pulled out of Nigeria because of what was happening in Nigeria, and Shoprite said we're going to stick in there. So you know, I mean, it's unfortunate now that they feel the need to say we might pull out, which shouldn't be the case. And that as a, as a South African country that is expanding and you're going to experience what you experience in these countries. And unless you think that the, the mechanics and business model no longer makes sense, I think you need to just sit through the cycle, mm. especially as far as, you know, African economies, there's going to be a lot of volatility. But that's what happens if you want to expand up yeah. out of African South African borders. And I guess if you think about that market, I mean, uh, close on 200 million compared to maybe our market here, 55 million. Uh, it's certainly a much larger consumer base. And if you capture some considerable or sizable market share there, I mean, it will be a no-brainer not to go into that market. Exactly. Or stay in that market, and I should say. Yeah. Yes, I mean, they're really the biggest in South Africa. Um, and they're struggling to, to keep market share. They even had a new report card. After years of not thinking it's necessary, they changed tune on that. 
So, you know, you can't be solely SA-focused anymore, especially in retail because of the competition. Mm. And, you know, pick and pay is giving them a hard time. So that's when you have to have more resolve and stay with the course in terms of the diversifying your operations. You know, in the end, being diversified actually helps you. You know, you have short-term headwinds where it hurts you, but over the long-term basis, you get higher returns out of South Africa and outside of SA countries, so specifically in Africa. So it's one of those things where you need to just stomach it for a while. Mm. Investors are unhappy. They're going to complain. Like we always do. We always want to see things go up. You know, yeah, that's all we yeah. say. Pull out the country, pull out the country. But that's very short-term based and short-sighted. Sure. And you actually need to take a long-term and mid-term investor view, um, which the market fails to mm. do. Uh, Nolwandla, I also wanted to take a look here at, uh, uh, I guess, some of the ratings uh, decision that came out of the Moody's Investor Service uh, earlier on today. Uh, Nedbank, AXA and uh, ESCOM. Uh, hearing some announcements there coming through, and I guess in the case of Nedbank and AXA, uh, expected on the back of uh, uh, the negative outlook that uh, South Africa has been placed on by uh, uh, that particular uh, ratings agency. But uh, in the case of ESCOM, uh, I mean, uh, does this in any way complicate the turnaround? So um, when it comes to credit rating, there's basically a general rule. Mm. It's called a pierce the country ceiling rule. And what this basically says is that the country will have sovereign rating, which is now this downgraded for negative um, outlook for us. Yes. And any corporate that you know issues credit and requires a rating, they cannot have a rating that is higher than the co- the country ce- the country one. So there's a sovereign ceiling policy that all rating agencies have in place. Mm. So if South Africa is downgraded, every other South African corporate also gets automatically downgraded. It doesn't matter if you are able to, you know, you've got a, a, a on paper, you know, and, you know, it's not even about substance of reform that you can actually, you know, get a good rating and you can actually pay off your debts easily. The fact that, you know, what a, a rating agencies believe is that, you know, the performance of these institutions, particularly sovereign, is largely dependent on the country's economic performance. So as soon as the, the Moody's downgraded our outlook to, to, to negative, every other corporate also has to also be automatically is on also a negative watch. Even though it's not really, a, it does not really say that they are in a negative outlook for the corporate themselves, but it's just the rule. Mm. And that's all that happens with this is that, you know, the substance of it is that nothing has changed. The likes of NetBank is still, you know, secure solid credits. I mean, it's one of those technically a triple A quality credits, you know, if you, if you look at it. Sure. But because of those rules, no corporate in South Africa can have a rating above the sovereign, mm. and it just happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Nolwandi, I want us to pause there for a second and uh, take a brief break. But when we come back, I'm uh, going to take a look there at, uh, it seems, the fight between the different wellness packages, uh, Discovery and Liberty fighting it out in court uh, over uh, uh, their shared value models there that uh, are focused on uh, getting wellness uh, on the part of many of their customers right and uh, we'll also touch on uh, some of the uh, issues emerging in a trading statement here that came out of uh, telcom signaling i guess some bad news there for investors in telcom and in particular uh, uh, south africa um, the south african government which uh, uh, holds a sizable and considerable share of uh, a telcom's uh, ordinary share capital and we'll touch on those stories no longer when we come back 
Eight minutes it is uh, to uh, 8 p.m. when we continue with our wrap of the big business stories uh, on this Tuesday. And uh, joining me to uh, help us to do this is Nolwandle Mtombe, and she's an investment analyst at Emergence Investment Managers. Now, Nolwandle, uh, it seems here that uh, Discovery and Liberty uh, might be fighting it out in court, or are, I, I shouldn't say they might be, uh, they are fighting it out in court. Uh, and it seems uh, the issue here is around the intellectual property uh, rights that Discovery has over their vitality program. And uh, what on the part of Liberty seems like an aggregation of different uh, wellness programs uh, and a packaging of these as a product or service offering. Yes, so this is actually quite interesting, you know. Um, this story usually, you know, came out, I think, three months ago where this fight actually started. Yes. And just to summarize it, basically what Liberty did is that they say that, you know, if you have a, a wellness program with any other insurer, and, you know, you've got your status and over five years you're able to maintain or improve that status, then we'll give you a cashback bonus of up to 50% of your premiums after those five years. So basically they're piggybacking off um, um, the other rewards programs mm. of the other insurers and they're using that, you know, to get, you know, the, to incentivize their customers. And, you know, you know, Discovery came up and said, hey, 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 wait, you know, that's our IP, our program. You can't just come and use it for your own benefit. Mm. And that's basically what's happening. And, you know, and, you know, um, Liberty's excuse is that, well, I mean, you allow people to, you know, talk up, put their space on their CV and do whatever you want with it. If the customer's information you can do what they want, why can't you use that? Mm. Um, so it's actually quite, it's going to be very interesting, you know, to watch how the, the, the court takes on it. And the interesting thing is that this is the first of its kind, so it will set a precedent. Um, and finally, National Momentum is just sitting there to watch what happens because they are also <laughs> one of the included. So they get to just see if they, you know, they, they're watching and see, let's discover, you know, take the fight yeah. and we'll see what happens. Look, man, they've and taken I, out the popcorn, it seems, and uh, they sort exactly, of you know, from so, afar. <laughs> like the rest of us. <laughs> so, you know, so it, it, it's, 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 and I must say, it's actually quite smart on Liberty behalf to actually, they've realized that, you know, at, Everyone has a rewards program. Mm. Everyone, it's, it's very hard. Um, the thing is about discovery. They have a first mover advantage. They went in there. They've got the data. They've put it in there. Even Momentum's rewards program is nowhere near what Discovery's had. Yeah. In fact, it's been taking years for them to keep evolving. And even now, they still not. They still have to refine it. Mm. So Liberty took the move that actually. You know, we're not going to offer what else someone else has already have, yeah. but we'll still take advantage of that. So, so Nolwandje, I mean, you know, there's a saying that says, you know, em- emulation is the best form of, uh, I guess, admiration, if any. Um, yeah. And and one gets a sense here that surely it would be in the interest of discovery for Liberty to package their uh, service or product offering in the manner that they've suggested, because you would have to have a very good offering or very good performance on the vitality perspective, and I guess be less of a risk for discovery. Uh, so discovery benefits for you to be able, I guess, to benefit from Liberty's program. So uh, I'm kind of not getting what the issue is here. Is, is it just, I guess, a protection of your own intellectual turf, uh, notwithstanding whatever benefit you might get from, from this product or service reaching the market? Well, so if you think about it, you know, the, what, what Liberty requires is that if, for example, you're on a blue status and then you get to a bronze status over the five years, then that's all you have to do. Mm. Um, and you can use that to incentivize people. Whereas in for discovery, you actually have to do the work and to get that benefit, you have to keep, keep, keep working and increasing and then monitoring and tracking it. And they're doing a lot of work behind the scenes to, to capture you and your, and your data and they're using that. And, you know, Liberty gets to piggyback off of that. So, and it's also, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of investment that goes in there. Mm. So, 
and there's no ultimate benefit because what happens is now a consumer will come and they'll look at, you know, okay, well, if I, stand, if I go for life insurance, for example, and if I go to, to Discovery, they're going to monitor everything I do and scrutinize lots. Let me just go to the easy route and go on to Liberty, you know, to submit the paperwork every year and then get my bonus. So when you don't have the information and data to track your consumer, there's not much you can do. There's power in having that data. Hmm. Liberty is giving up that power. Therefore, they're also giving up some of the benefits and able to able to track user and, and, and pricing and everything. Yeah. So yeah. This is a, this is a, they're not like they're completely winning. Liberty is losing. They're actually losing because they, they're very important. Hmm. You know, this is an environment where data is important and yeah. what you can do with it. Yeah. And, you know, Discovery is saying, you know, we've got the data. We've put in the system to be able to monitor that and track that. And we don't want someone else abusing and making money off of it because mm. ultimately that's what, this, what, what liberty will do. Like on their path to commodify our data and I guess uh, create exactly. this, in a way rivalry and consumption in accessing our data. I mean, you know, these guys really are harvesting uh, a lot exactly. of our experiences and insights. But hey, that's a story for another day. No, Luanje, <laughs> you would recall, I mean, uh, I think I was speaking to you actually last week when we saw the uh, stats say capital expenditure numbers coming through. Um, mm. And uh, a sizable, I guess, uh, or, let me say, a noticeable, billion, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a noticeable mm. uh, addition in Stats release was uh, some of their capital expenditure mm. from Telcom. Now, it seems Telcom has come out with a trading statement today saying that a lot of that capital expenditure they'd borrowed for and uh, some of those financing costs are going to weigh heavily on their earnings here. And this according to a SENS announcement that came through earlier on today. Yes. Yeah. So I think you need to kind of, you know, when you see these results, it's very easy to the first point to just jump. Mm. I think, you know, the market got shook by this. Um, and the main reason is because um, the hits were lower by 30 to 40%. Now, to take a step back, um, the key things that led it to, to deteriorate is because of, you know, the financing cost as well as some FX adjustment. Mm. Um, they import a lot of things. So there's definitely going to be some volatility with currency, you know, within their business. So there will be forest adjustment. As far as gearing goes, you know, before you get worried about, you know, sh- thinking about the increase in financing charges, mm. you need to look at the context in terms of where the gearing is now, what was guided, and how does it compete to the peer set. At the last result, they reported a net debt to EBITDA, which is the metric, you know, which is most used in the industry for, for gearing, um, is a 0.8. So if you look at Vodacom, they're seeing a 0.7. And in MCN, if you look at the holding call level, it's 2.3. So as a litmus test, you know, general rule of thumb that I use is that a two times net debt debitor odd number is a comfortable number. Mm. You know, anything up, up to two times, it's okay. You don't have to worry. So if they're 0.8, if they increase to 1.4, that's okay. In fact, in the last result, they did guide that over the medium term, this gearing will increase 1 to 1.2 times especially on the back of IFRIC 16 and IFRIC 16 being included in the results, which is the new accounting standard. So, you know, before we start worrying about gearing and you must understand that mm. also they have to do the investment. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. have to, you know, the investment and they've actually been able to manage the level of gearing. For it to be at 0.8 times, that is very low and those are good levels of gearing. So I think it's too soon, it's a bit premature to worry about the increase in net financing costs. Mm. I think what we don't have from that trading update is the split between how much of it is really just, you know, financing charges and how much of it is, it, is it this ethics movement, which we'll only find out um, once the results are out. But I think 
we should expect as per guidance that gearing will increase mm-hmm. and it's part of doing the business. But the only thing we should be worrying about is maybe costs are up to tremendously sure. if the revenue is not coming through, but we don't have that information to make that decision yet. Nolwandle, we'll have to leave it there. As always, really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us this evening. Uh, that there was Nolwandle Mtombe, and she's an investment analyst at Emergence Investment Manager, speaking to us this evening as we wrap uh, uh, the business stories that are moving markets on this Tuesday.